my name is Leanne Butterworth and this is the Professional Empathy Podcast. Welcome to the Professional Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth, empathy educator, TEDx speaker, and all-around healthy empathy enthusiast. On the Professional Empathy Podcast, we aim to create greater empathy in the world by lifting the veil on a range of professions and experiences. We explore the value of healthy empathy in my guests' worlds. Today, we are exploring empathy and drag with professional math teacher and amateur drag queen, Carrie the One. Carrie is on a mission to make math cool and accessible with her wonderful Instagram and TikTok videos. Welcome, Carrie. Let me first just say I adore your videos. I absolutely love them. I share them with my kids. So (laughs) I say, no, 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 come watch this. Math is cool. They're like, mom. So Carrie, could you please introduce yourself for us? Absolutely. I'm Carrie the One. I teach math on the internet via Instagram, via TikTok. I try to produce short, interesting videos to make math more accessible and more fun for any age. So why drag? I thought it would be both visually interesting, I thought it was a big change from the way math is usually presented as this male-dominated, boring, dusty thing. I thought to make it colorful and fun and wild would, again, both be a visually interesting thing for the channel, but also sort of take the edge off much less intimidating that way, maybe. Yeah. So did you wake up one morning and go, you know what, math needs drag, or was drag already in your toolbox? Half and half. I'd done costumes and some drag for years and years, but I was by no means an expert. I knew I enjoyed it. I knew it was something that would be fun to learn to do, but I did not already, was not already an expert drag queen before starting the channel. I decided I'd kind of learn on the fly. Yeah, right. So what sort of things did you have to learn? Makeup for one. (laughs) You know, as a guy, I don't wear makeup very often, not even for other costume reasons. So I really starting from square one. That was, I think, was the the hardest learning curve. But just making videos look good. Uh You record podcasts and your studio setup, you look great, looks very professional. That is not easy. That you, You know that takes some setup and some equipment and I didn't have any of that stuff so if you look at like my first few videos the math is sound the everything else is pretty rough so you're a high school math teacher is that right that is correct right so why do you think a math needs to be taught on the internet why is it something that we need to have a conversation about and why do you think that it has taken off so beautifully. And what's that nice combination then of math and drag? Because your channel is called Math is a Drag. Well, I think the the name of the channel sort of answers the first part. Uh, Why does math need to be on the internet? Because so many people had a lousy experience with their math education. It's either they were traumatized or at the very least browbeat into not enjoying the subject. And to show them that it's something that can be really beautiful and fun and weird is, I think, a very worthwhile endeavor. Why only two minutes then? Like, how do you compress it into two minutes? What sort of topics do you cover in two minutes? That's the biggest challenge, honestly. I'm used to obviously teaching in 45 minutes or so and teaching in two, just the bullet points, but it still has to be a relevant topic. It does limit what I can teach. There's plenty of things that I think are interesting that I could make a killer six-minute video out of 
and it's been my experience, no one will watch it. Maybe if I find an audience on YouTube, which has slightly longer form content that still does traffic, sure. I stuck with two minutes because that's what people were watching. Even when it was like, like I could plot my views versus length and it's directly correlated. So yeah, the faster I can do it and get the entire lesson in there, the more people will be interested. Well, all right. What interesting lessons can I teach quickly? Yeah. So why is it important if we take drag off the table for a second? Why is it important that we're having conversations about maths? I think it's something that people use every single day. Most people use some amount of math all the time. And most people are wish they were more confident in their math skills. I think that's why it's hit so well, why people have enjoyed it so much is nobody wants to go back at age 30 and say, oh, let's go take a math course at the community college. Yeah. You kind of missed the boat on that. But boy, if I was a little better at math or a little more confident in my math skills, that would be awesome. I could help my kids with their homework. I could just be a little sharper at many, many, many of the things I do. So, hey, if I can learn in two minutes at a time while I'm, I'm entertaining myself, fantastic. And that seems to be the joy of it. There is that beautiful sense of entertainment that you've brought to it in your storytelling and in the way that you present it. And to do it in drag adds this other element. So how do you feel when you're in drag? <laughs> Pretty, damn it. <laughs> no. um. You're gorgeous in the drag. <laughs> oh, we are all envious of the makeup <laughs> and the hair and all the effort. But how does it feel? I mean, it's, it's uncomfortable, honestly. They're very, very fun, wild costumes to wear. And it does feel awesome to look in the mirror and just like, oh my God, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Just staring back. It's a delightful costume to wear. It feels really cool to be in that and to know how people have been reacting to it, that they enjoy this so much. Yeah. Just been awesome. I don't feel any differently about myself. I don't feel like I'm leaving a part of myself in there, you know? Yeah. I take the whole thing back off and it's, oh, okay, I'm just me again. But yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of feel it's a little bit like being, I don't want to say like a superhero, but it's yeah to, to wear a really fun head-to-toe costume look and to look awesome doing it. It's tons of fun. So do you sort of embody Carrie's persona? Does she have her own personality or is it just you in makeup? We share many things, I say, because she's, she's a drag queen. She's royalty. I think there's a, a bit of fun being a little bit of a diva about it, but yeah. I'm still a teacher, so it's still empathy. It's still, I'm a teacher first and foremost, so I do like to be a little bit not arrogant, confident for sure. Capital C confident. And Absolutely. Get to crack jokes and I get to... Well, it's like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Exactly. So you get to bring out your inner Carrie. Are there things that you've learned about yourself in bringing Carrie to life? That's an excellent question. I think I have learned that it's just so fun to be pretty. And that's something yeah. that as a regular dude, living a regular dude life, you don't feel that way very often. Even if you look great, you know, I can look handsome yeah. 
on my best days, once in a while, I can even look hot, but I'm never like, oh, oh, how pretty, you know? Yeah, glamorous. Glamorous. And I really enjoy it. It feels great. I get why people enjoy it. I get why people take the time to try to look glamorous. Who wouldn't want this? This feels amazing. Yeah. So one question I have been asked to ask you is um, shoes. <laughs> one of my favorite movies is Kinky Boots. Right. So we had to ask a drag queen, shoes. Is that now a thing? Is drag queen shoes a niche? Like is, it a, is there the drag queen shoe shop? Oh, is there, are there places that sell them specifically? There are. Okay, so I don't know how Australian sizes work for shoes. I think you guys have the same, I'd be like a 46 or something there, and I yeah. don't know what that translates to. In the US, I wear a men's 11, and that means I wear a women's 13. Right. And you can find a women's 13. If my feet okay. were any bigger, I'd have to order them special. Uh. I can order a lot of places that sell heels and boots and stuff the biggest women's size they offer, but they still have my size. So it's, uh, yeah, right. there are drag queen shoe places. And to the men out there, get a pair of drag shoes. You don't ever have to be a drag queen. You don't ever have to try on the makeup and the hair. You should, it's fun. Get a pair of drag shoes. You'll see what the fuss is about. It's so fun. It's one of my favorite parts of doing the whole thing. Yeah. Does Carrie have her own wardrobe? She absolutely does. That would be a tour. That would be a tour of Carrie's wardrobe. So when you're filming content, when you're creating these videos and these characters, like these personas and these, like I know it's only one Carrie, but when you're creating looks mm -hmm. is the word I'm looking for. When you're filming videos, if we look at sort of content creation for a minute, how do you do that? Because how long does it take to become Carrie? Uh, to become Carrie takes about probably about three hours start to finish. Uh, so I have to hop in the shower wow. and I have to shave, you know, obviously that's uh, step one. So the reason I have a beard a little bit right now is because I'm going to be carried tomorrow. And uh, ah. so I shave fresh right before I do it. Um, yep. Since, so that takes, you know, oh, 20 minutes or so, about two hours in makeup and then probably half an hour to get dressed and get the wig right and get the, the whole thing together. So yeah. if I want to shoot at six o'clock, I'm probably going to make sure I'm in the shower at three. Right. And do you batch your content? Like, do you try and do a bunch of different videos? Because you're always in a different, amazing outfit for every video that you make. I try to batch them. If I have enough content written, honestly, it's, that's my limiting factor. You know, I don't mind being in drag for three or four hours. I, I could shoot six videos if I had six videos worth of content written, which I never do. So I can only write as many as I have prepared. What I try to do is put the whole thing together. I'll be Carrie and I'm like, okay, I'll shoot two videos. I'll change my costume, but I'll change it to something that works with the color of makeup I'm wearing. Ah. So if my first look had purple eyeshadow, whole purple makeup yeah. look, my second dress can't be orange or it's not going to look right. So I'll pick another costume that goes with that makeup I'm already wearing so I don't have to change yeah. it. Yeah. Because you, you kind of can't. I'd have to yeah. more, I'd have to really start over, go back an hour, and I'm not doing that. Yeah. So how's it been shopping for outfits? Like, is that an event? Is that something you really look forward to? Do you just order them online and hope for the best? Like, how do you? 
Because you're in sort of rural USA, aren't you? Exactly. I live very rurally. Uh, no, that is purely an online endeavor, which honestly is nice. I don't know how I'd be received trying to buy dresses in person. And I don't have to find out, which is the joy of the internet. Yeah. I might be fine. It might be weird. I don't know. But to just say, ah, that, send me one of those, please. But yeah. truthfully, living where I live, that's really my only option anyway. I'd have to drive yeah. three hours to New York to find drag queen retailers and yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> that would be an adventure. It would be an adventure. Um, one time. I should do it one adventure. time. <laughs> Get the bus with the, yeah. with the big shoe on top. So if we come back to what has your experience been like online? So were you nervous first presenting this content as Carrie? Like how did you make that first step? I closed my eyes and jumped in the water. I just said, it'll Amazing. probably be fine. And the nice thing, I mean, that's kind of why I'm not me online. Any criticism you want to throw my way, I say, ah, you don't like Carrie, that's fine. I can deflect that and not say, you don't like me? I, I know it's me, but yeah. there's a separate thing there. So I felt yeah, a little absolutely. less weird, honestly, than I would have felt doing like math with Mr. H. If they'd said, yeah. this sucks, I'd have been, oh, but you know, that's me, that's me, yeah. and this, this sucks. But if you don't like Carrie the one, well, all right, that's your opinion. Yeah. So what sort of positive impact have you made? What sort of response have you had? Because you've got huge followings on TikTok and Instagram, is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Into six figures on both, I think. Wow. Amazing. I never thought it would get that big, which is really, really neat. I get comments all the time. I wish you'd been my math teacher, or I wish content like this existed when I was younger. But the best ones I get are, you've helped my queer kid find their community, feel less alone, any of that stuff. And that just, whole thing's worth it. I don't care if that's one person who feels that way. Yeah. I'll do this forever. Uh, Amazing. I know you said you wanted to make math interesting, but did you have that inkling at the beginning that it would be so safe and inclusive for people? No. If I'm being perfectly honest, I, I certainly intended always to be safe and inclusive. And I always comport myself like a teacher without trying to be like, I don't want to be a dork, but... Yeah. I'm certainly not going to, I'm not going to be catty. I'm not going to be, try really, really hard to be factual and all of that. And of course then that means I'm going to be safe and inclusive yeah. and try to show empathy and all of that. I didn't know it would hit. I didn't know it would be this meaningful. Mm -hmm. And so no, if I said it was, I didn't set out to create this interesting safe space because I didn't know this would turn into this. Uh, it's been an yeah. utterly happy accident that I just, could not be more pleased with. Yeah. So people seeing themselves represented in a space that ordinarily we don't see a huge amount of diversity. Is that right? That's right. That's got to be a lovely driver for you to sort of continue to do this. That feeling that it is more than the math. It is more than the the content. It's more than that knowledge sharing in drag. It's got a real... I guess, social element to it. More so even than when I started this two years ago, too, which has been crazy. I know uh, we talked a little bit before, the US has a similar thing to what Australia has, where there's been a big backlash against drag queens specifically. And it's just identity politics at its worst. There's never been any, any meat to those accusations. 
but mm. that it's suddenly this charged thing has made it all the more valuable, I think, to help queer and trans and all the LGBTQ plus folks find their people, find their communities, yeah. and to connect them through something they might be interested in has been more valuable than I thought it would be, yeah. given how things have changed politically over the last couple of years here. And I think one of the other beautiful things that you're doing is you're humanizing it. Because quite often when we see drag, it's up on stage and it's untouchable and it's beautiful and it's perfect. And Are you saying I'm not perfect? Like you know what I mean. You are adorable. <laughs> but it feels like you're humanizing it. It feels like you're accessible. It feels like you're talking to us as opposed to being kind of behind this veil of performance rather than perfection. And I think that's quite nice to see that there's a person and a knowledge and a, a spirit there that we don't generally get access to because it, it feels like too much of a performance. Given that we've sort of now touched on that negative, what's your experience been in terms of, I mean, you've got millions of followers on social media. What is your experience been of any of that negativity? It's been very, very, very sporadic. Any negativity. I've been crazy lucky. I sacrificed a goat to the correct social media god or something. I just seem to have landed on the good side of TikTok and the good side of Instagram. Yeah. Once in a while you get someone say something nasty. Yeah. Okay. And, and often it's pretty clearly, almost more disappointingly, oh, a 10th grader. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. It makes me less mad at that person. Like, who's going to be mad at a 16 year old for having a crappy opinion? But, like, it's almost more disappointing to me that, like, you're that young and feel this strongly about a thing you very clearly don't know anything about. Boy, yeah. Great job, everyone. But I can say it's not been difficult to let it roll off my back because it's been so sporadic. It's yeah, 5% okay. of my comments. 2%, I, yeah, I don't know, right. but it's not a big deal. And I've taken care, I don't address those people. I don't feel the need to change their mind. If you don't like this, see you later. Yeah, if you don't like her, that's the other thing as well. If you don't like that. And I feel like when I see those types of comments, they're quite fear-driven. And a lot of fear comes from things we don't understand. And that's, I guess, the the purpose of today is to really get a sense of behind the veil like what is this and why is it a thing and and really try to understand it is fun it is a bit of fun and it's a way to communicate and connect and be inclusive it's not anything else there is no ulterior motives by the sound of it it's a bit of fun and anybody who has issues with that potentially it comes from not understanding or not knowing how to get the understanding, not knowing who to ask, not knowing what questions to ask, not being vulnerable enough to even ask a question. Is that a fair assumption? I think that's very fair, yeah. And, and when I say I just send people packing if they don't like what I'm doing, that's the one thing that does to, you know, the educator in me is like, what if, what if I tried to have a conversation with this person and say, hey, what don't you like about this? Mm. But it's the wrong medium to do it with. You know, yeah. I think I'm... Because you never know who you're talking to as well. Right. Or what mindset they're in or what motivations they have or... 
Is that a really good use of my time? Probably not. Yeah. And by the sound of it, just coming back to the purity of teaching math in an entertaining, inclusive, fun way, potentially has changed some minds, potentially has done that and opened some eyes and changed some hearts without specifically going, you need to change your mind. Because everybody loves being told what they need to <laughs> that's do. That's exactly it. That's my goal. And that's why I'm, I take care to be professional-ish. I could be raunchier. And a lot of drag is that I very much enjoy. Totally raunchy. And it should be. That's part of it. It can be part of it anyway. I take care not to be that way, not because, not to be prudish, but because I'm putting myself out there as an educator. I'm hoping my videos reach kids. And it's important to then say, well, all right then. This can be utterly non-sexual. This can just be real fun. I can just, I want to wear a tiara and I'm gonna, darn it. You mentioned earlier that uh, there's this veil of, of perfection with a lot of drag performance and you don't get to kind of see behind there. And I sort of felt the same way. I thought, boy, this is, this is kind of inaccessible. And I thought, well, you're gonna watch and learn to do drag with me in a way. You're gonna watch me get better at this over time. And I'm gonna to talk to you, again, I carry as a character, but it's, it's a lot of me. It's not this rigid character. I'm a theater aficionado. I've done many, okay. many, many theater shows. I always say I've, I've credibly played Hamlet before. I do have my bona fides and a lot of drag queens end up taking these personas on that are very rigid and above you and inaccessible. And that's kind of the point. And it's kind of fun to play those parts. But if that's all the drag queens, if you're 16 and trying to get into it, that's so daunting. Yeah. And I think someone who's like, no, you can do this. Here's what you do in a fun, accessible way means something. I know there are other people who do that. Yeah. If you watch like a makeup tutorial... Nobody does a makeup tutorial while being the character. They're like, you know, hey there, I'm Jeffrey, and here's how you do the eyelashes. <laughs> and then when it's all together, you're like, and now I'm perfect. And now I'm Esmeralda, you know. Yeah. You get to see the, the switch. Yeah. But that is kind of why I try to be that way. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. So if we talk for a second then about Carrie and Ben in the real world, is there much crossover between Carrie and the real world? Does she exist outside of Instagram and TikTok? I do maybe three live events a year locally yeah. here because I don't, I don't perform drag the way it's typically done. I'm not a burlesque dancer. I don't lip sync. So it's the types of performances you would usually do in drag are not things that I have any skill at yet. It's just not I could learn those things. Oh, yeah. I'm a good performer. I could learn to do that, but I haven't. <laughs> I'd be starting from absolute scratch. So when I host stuff, often I'll MC events. Uh. My experience is theater and stand-up comedy. So I'm a fantastic MC, but I'm not lip-syncing to Madonna. Again, not yet anyway. <laughs> yeah. Are you a better MC as Carrie? I'd say 50-50. Okay. I can do either. Okay. I did a show just last week as Carrie and had a ball and was well-received by the audience. There's no quality that she has that makes me better at hosting, specifically, because yeah. it's all about confidence and 
yeah. reading an audience, and I can do those things, but she's not better equipped to do it than regular me is. Yeah, but she has the shoes. She does have the shoes. <laughs> she has the shoes. I'm so stinking tall in those shoes. It does make it really fun to host. Cause, <gasps> How tall are you? Well, Ooh. I'm 190 centimeters, and uh, in the heels with a headdress or something, <gasps> I often crack seven feet. I get, wow. Which does just make me an absolute magnet for your attention. Yeah. And that's really fun. Yeah. So out of curiosity, because I love the thought of that makeup. I love it. Like I'm, I feel almost hard done by because I'm stuck with girl makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Is it only guys who do drag? No, no. There are uh, female drag performers, uh, some who are drag kings. Well, they'll go and do really wild, weird guy looks. And this king I follow who does like, Big purple, like glittery beard and wild, it's just like, ah. like elf prince kind of looks, and that's totally fascinating. And I follow some female drag performers who are just, I want to take my hair and makeup and do the stuff I was already doing, but just do them 14 out of 10. Bigger. Huge. Yeah. Like a drag queen, like a male drag queen would. And uh, yeah. I'd say it's mostly men, but certainly not exclusively. And is it? Mostly gay men, or is it is that again one of those myths that we kind of have? Anecdotally, at least in my experience, yes, but not exclusively. Yeah, because you're straight, queer. We sort of we played with that a little bit, did we? So, so you're on the plus. So, where do you sort of fit in the LGBTQI plus world? I would put probably in those last little bit, the, the Q and the plus. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm straight in the sense that I am interested in dating women exclusively. And that said, for my own self, I'm fine with he, him pronouns, but only because I don't need to make a change. Okay. If they, them had been an option to me 15 years prior, eh, maybe I'd have, I'd have adopted that. Okay. I'm in my 30s. So I then, don't need to change it now. Yeah. So then I guess the reason for my question is, what has been the reaction then? Because you've said that the public has been very engaging and very inspired and encouraging and told you about the positive impact. Has there been anything, any relationship or connection with the drag community? I have some number of other drag performers who follow me and who I follow. But really, mostly it's other educators, or at the very least, other academic type channels. Not too ah. many capital D drag performers I follow, though certainly a few. And every, yeah. even they've been crazy supportive. Funny to follow some professional drag queens and go, oh, wow, <laughs> I hope I'm not making you look bad. I'm doing my best and I'm learning quickly, but man, <laughs> look what I could be if I keep at it. And some of those yeah. people are just, oh, so incredible. It just, everything is perfect and huge and wild, and but put together and it's the most incredible thing. And they've been sort of accepting and encouraging of the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, mostly I've had nothing but support and I was worried I'd run into some gatekeeping. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. Not as of yet. Not at least not to my face. <laughs> so yeah, I'm grateful That's for that. Amazing. Yeah, I was That's I was a little worried cool. about that. I was, am I going to be accepted in these circles? Yeah, I don't know. 
But uh, so far, so good. Because we live in so many different circles, don't we? I mean, you've got your online community. You've got the drag community. What about the family community? How did they sort of react when you went, hey, meet Carrie? My folks have been pretty supportive. I don't think they necessarily understand. And my parents are are significantly older than I am. Obviously, parents are, but like... My dad was his late 30s when I was born, so he's in his late 70s now. Okay. He would never be a jerk about it, even if he doesn't understand. I think he thinks yeah. it's... Have they asked questions? Not too many. Um, okay. I've collected costumes and done weird horror stuff for years and years and years. So they're used to seeing me in unusual costumes. Okay. Because you used to own a costume store, is that right? Yeah, I did that for a time. Ah. So I've always loved the body as a canvas, right. and I've always been dressed up as something. This one's a little new and a little different, but they're not not used to seeing me as something else. Yeah, right. So that's your parents. Anybody else sort of in that world that Carrie had to meet? My fiance is kind of in the same boat, <laughs> honestly. She was super supportive and loves what this is and loves who I've reached and that it's become a thing and utterly supportive. I think she was worried. She wondered if I would wake up and wish I was always Carrie, which is a very uh, fair question. Okay. And I guess know the answer to, and no, and no judgment to anybody who dabbles and says, oh my gosh, I feel like truly myself for the first time in my life. That's incredible. Yeah. I am very, very happy to take the costume off at the end of the night and be me again. Uh, But she is also straight and uh, it's a a fair question to ask. So she was a little worried at first. Yeah. Not worried that I wouldn't be, she would always want me to be happy, but worried that I'd be something that she was no longer one trillion percent interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes perfect sense. And I guess it it needs to be said, I guess, that the experiences that we're talking about are so unique and they're so unique to you and they're, we're by no mean, means generalising everybody who's not a drag queen. We're by no means generalising everybody who is a drag queen. We're just kind of your experience is so interesting and so valid and so valuable in terms of how do we getting an insight and lifting that veil into that world because to me it would feel yeah quite disconcerting to until you had those conversations until you understood what was going on and what the motivation is and what the drivers are and what the positives are and what the risks are and and you go oh you're doing something fun that makes you absolutely happy and whatever insecurities I have about that then they're yeah, okay too. There's been no one in my life who's been wow okay it takes a couple of steps back that mm. has not happened to me especially seeing yeah. the great response it's getting even people who didn't understand totally at first oh my god you see this video has a thousand comments of people who love this and who say it helped them connect with other people and like well, I might not get it, but I can see that this is a good and positive thing. Absolutely. And I've Absolutely. been blessed, you know, none of my, it's funny, my bachelor party was last weekend. 
stag party. <gasps> I don't know. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's my guy friends who do not get it, but all of whom are like, A, yeah, that sounds about right for you. <laughs> and B, yeah. this is clearly a cool and positive thing. And if it brings you joy, knock yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing support to have around you. And that's, I guess, why we're doing this is we want people to just go, oh, dude, whatever rocks your world. That's it. Have at it. It's positive. It's fun. Go for it. It's not about me and my insecurities and my stuff and my fears and me projecting that onto you and me trying to be the good guy so I make you the bad guy. Nah, that's the energy that we want. Have any of your students figured it out? Exactly one. <laughs> Ooh. I had right. one kid after class last year say, uh, hey, uh, Mr. H, uh, he got all nervous and a little flushed. I was uh, on TikTok and I, there was this drag queen teaching math and well, the background looks really similar to yours and I was like, I'm gonna stop you right there. It's me. If you have questions, I'll answer them for yeah. you. But like, it's me and I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, cool, man. I don't think he totally knew what to do with it, but just yeah. okay. Do the school administration know? How, what was their reaction? What's their sort they of take on awesome. it? They said, if you would do us a solid, please don't mention us by name in your videos. I think okay. that's pretty reasonable, given the political turmoil surrounding drag in the United States. Mm. Hey, this is a headache we probably don't need. I think that was more than fair, but they said, we love this. We love that you're doing this. You do you. Just, again... Please don't mention us specifically by name. And I was like, that is more than fair. So. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need letters written in. I've yeah. been utterly lucky. Oh, that, that's so cool. I love for you that you're having this impact, but you're able to do it in such a supportive environment that you're able to do it surrounded by people who get it, that you're not kind of pushing against any forces there, that you're able to be you completely you, well, you can be Carrie, completely Carrie, and really do it in a way that is positive and is inspiring and is educational and has such a positive impact on people. I love what you do. I love your videos. I show them to my children. I talk about, how do you know if a number is divisible by four? And they're like, mom. I'm like, no, no, this is interesting. I went and watched, re-watched an episode of The Good Place because of one of your videos. And I love The Good Place. Um, oh, Love it. Love it. I like my inner Tahani to come out. Same. So. That is absolutely like drag goals. That's who I want to oh. be. Come on. Mm. Absolutely. A, a ridiculous giraffe. Um, just, <laughs> I will never be giraffe-like, but there was an outfit that a friend of mine and I created at H&M and Tahani oh. then wore exact, like we have side by side, yes. Tahani and I went, <gasps> and she sent me a photo and went, oh, our outfit, our outfit, Tahani is wearing it. And so I have a photo, me side by side with Tahani in exactly the same outfit. Oh, it made my That's heart totally incredible. Um, I'm going to guess that you watched the finale oh. for uh, Hypatia, yeah? Yeah, Lisa Pedro, Hypatia. I went back, I watched it. But so interesting. I just love how you're presenting the content. I love how you're storytelling. I love how you're so engaging. I have to admit, when I first spoke to you, not as Carrie, it was 
it took me by surprise when Carrie's voice was coming out yeah. of your face. And I just love what you do. I love what you stand for. I love the world. I love the makeup and the shoes. But I just think there's such a power that has come from what you're doing in terms of, yes, getting people interested in math, but also getting people to see themselves represented in a world that up until now really hasn't been diverse, let's say. And I love that. Carrie, the one, where do people find you? If they want to find you, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at math is a drag. Math is a drag. One final question. What is it that you would like the public, the people to know about what you're doing and about drag and about math? I'll answer those a little bit separately. Go for it. About math, I want them to know it doesn't have to be scary. I think we get inundated with it at a young age and we get told it's important and we get told people who are good at math are smart and people it follows who are bad at math must not be smart. And so many people have trauma and bad vibes associated with math as a subject and with their math education. I can't fix all of that, but I'm really trying. Hey, this can be fun. This doesn't have to be the way you learned it. It can be interesting and delightful and colorful and fun. About drag, I want people to see that it's okay to express yourself however you would like. If it brings you joy and it makes you feel good, makes you feel different even, just a, you should feel absolutely free to dive in. It's super worth it. It's a lot of fun to learn. Yeah. What do you want men to know about drag? It doesn't make you any less of a man. Yeah. It doesn't awesome. make you, you can go, you can stick your feet in the water, you can cross that line in the sand. And because that's what was nervous about it to me. Like, I just, oh, this might be interesting, but if I, if I cross that line, I'll have done it. And I can't, you, 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 you don't come back from that. And then once I did it, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever thought. You can be whatever you want to, whenever you want to be. I can be, carry the one one night and be a fabulous seven foot tall princess. And then the next night I can be regular old me at the bar having a beer with my pals. It's fine. You can just do it. Yeah. Don't be scared about it. Yeah. And be vulnerable and brave and who knows what lies on the other side. You might put on one pair of shoes and go, no, I'm good. I don't see the attraction. And that is perfectly fine too. <laughs> or just, hey, this was fun. I get why people enjoy this. I probably won't do it anymore. Like, yeah. But you should see what you're missing. Yeah. I feel that way about Pilates. I did that the other day and went, this is not for me. <laughs> I think once would probably be enough for me there too. Oh, but good. I get the attraction. <laughs> it's not for me. All right, my darling. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> I did just compare Pilates and drag, but, you know, um, it's fine. Uncomfortable positions. Yeah, no. There are overlaps is all I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me today. I share your channel with everybody and I'm so I'm so thrilled that you shared with me and that you yeah, let us see a little bit behind the veil. Or behind the makeup, behind the wigs. Behind the yeah, behind that's a the better way to put it. Yes. Uh, behind I will, the uh, do. I'll take you on a, a wardrobe tour at some point. <gasps>
yes, please. Yes, please. I know I have I have listeners who are all in for the shoes. All right, my darling. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Leanne Butterworth. This was the Professional Empathy Podcast. If you would like to find anything that we do, empathy training, quizzes, and our empathy shop, please go to empathyfirst.com.au. Empathy.